0: Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods as well as conventional medical practices to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. Paula V here. I'm so tickled today to share with you an amazing gentleman. I just adore this man. He does so much for others in his sharing, his teaching, the books he has authored. Today I have with us Mayor Schneider. He actually was born blind and taught himself to see. He he is just amazing. Through his own healing journey He learned principles which can be applied to all areas of health, both mental and physical. He is going to share with us a bit of his history and just some tremendous insight and information that everyone will gain from today. I'm very excited. First off, I want to say welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here.
2: You have no idea how happy I am to be on your show, Paula.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a happy day. I love it. Well, let's begin. Please share with the audience. Tell them about that amazing history you have and where it's brought you in the path you're on now.
2: I was born with cataract. Cataract is an opacity of the lens. And Many people have cataracts in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, but uh, very few people are ever born with cataracts. I just worked with an infant that was born with cataracts, but um, very, very few people ever have it uh, in that age, one out of 20,000 infants. And my two kids were born with cataracts as well. They were operated um, with a fantastic doctor um, at the age of two weeks. And this allowed their brain uh, to develop normally. They were given contact lenses, and the brain developed in a normal manner. By the way, those who are born with cataract are recommended, if they do the surgery, to not return and do an implant. I met people who had implants and became blind as a result of that. But returning to our subject, I only was operated at the age of four, And because physicians had no idea in my generation why adult cataracts work, in that time, um, in 1954, 1958, when my surgeries were done, um, normally you would get thick cataract glasses. In the 60s, they already started to give them contact lenses. And in the late 70s, they started to put implants. But either way, uh, what they didn't understand is why infants who are born with cataracts never gain vision like adults do. And uh, they learned that the brain needs to see at the age of eight weeks, and if it doesn't see then, it erases the whole idea of seeing. And uh, it, it was a result of some biological experiment with a Bostonian scientist. So my kids were operated on time, but then Medicine expects them to see between 30 and 40% of normal vision, which medicine hails itself over that success. My kids see 100% of normal vision uh, with much reduced prescription of what expected, and I'm very proud of their vision. Even without glasses, they see better than most uh, kids who were born with cataracts. And so what happened with me, I was re- raised reading Braille, Until I was nearly the age of 17, and everybody who wants to look at Israel Top 10 on YouTube can see me, Mayor Schneider at Israel Top 10. Um, You can see in a uh, six-minute show, you can see exactly what happened in my childhood. I was a blind kid to deaf parents, and uh, I learned how to live my life as such, 99% of my lens is scar tissue from all kinds of experiments that were done on my eyes because it shouldn't have been done on my eyes. It should have been done differently. And I was uh, basically told to have a dog or a cane. I was reading Braille. And then I learned eye exercises. And I learned that the eyes and the body are interconnected, so I worked on my eyes and on my body. And I learned to relax my eyes, adjust my eyes to the sun instead of escaping the sun, I uh, learned how to look at detail, something that my braille teachers taught me to not bother and do because I don't see much anyway, so what point is there to look? Well, I learned to stand and look with my broken lens, with the lack of original brain development. I've learned then to work on my periphery, and I've learned how important body and eye connection is because I developed in such a way that my eyes and my body were not basically working together. Just today I worked on a patient and taught her to uh, connect between her eyes and her body after a huge tumor was removed and she lost so much of her vision, and that made a big difference. She started to walk with great confidence. But anyway, I learned all those things, and the result today is that I read, write, and drive, and that I teach the rest of the world to improve their vision and to improve their body. And in the body we talk about kinesthetic awareness, And in the vision, we talk about the fact that physicians do a lot of patchwork. If you don't see well, you get glasses. If you have high pressure, you get drops. If you have cataract, they remove it. If you have retinal detachment, they reattach it. And while I'm very happy with all the help we can get from medicine, they're not doing physiotherapy for the eye. They're not teaching uh, any natural ways to improve your vision. And that exists, and that's why I've written my revolutionary book, uh, Vision for Life, that teaches you how to get rid of, of uh, computer eye strain, teaches you how to uh, work with kids, but teaches you how to overcome nearsightedness, farsightedness. You should not think that because you're 42 or older, you should be farsighted and need glasses to read with. I've met many people in their 70s that after meeting with me, they did not need glasses uh, uh, past the 70s even so the point is um, I teach people how to use the same principles that help me to their life and to improve themselves
1: oh I love that I love that so you show us how we don't have to just turn and say okay I'll just buy a pair of reading glasses I can do something and I can change where my vision is going and strengthen my vision correct?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, if you haven't yet bought a pair of glasses and you learn the eye exercises, then most likely you'll never need them if you do the eye exercises or you will need something so weak and only in dark room or something of that nature that it will be much better than all the rest of your girlfriends. You know, uh, Paula, the only eye problem I want you to have when you're 99 is driving your girlfriends to the ophthalmologist's office. Oh, I, love uh, it. Than that, Thank I don't want you. you to have any. Yeah.
1: That, that is what what it will be. I love that. I love that. And something that that I just really intrigued me that I just love, something I saw on your website, is you state, uh, identify with your body. Please explain that to the listeners. Share more on that note. If you
2: I want. want people to understand something. You are not aware of most of the visual field that you have because, you know, the Greeks in the past used to have amphitheaters and they used to see things in the side. We're not aware of how much we reduce the activity of the eyes. That's the eyes. With the rest of the body, we have 600 muscles. Most people use only 50 out of them. And there's a few reasons for that. One is that we, in our uh, second trimester of embryonic stage, when we start to have a cerebral cortex, we have 100,000 cells. But at the third trimester of infant development, you, we already have 100 billion. And the transition from 100,000 to 100 billion. It's so huge that we never caught up with it. And so we adopted some patterns of function that limit the movement that we have. We don't have the same strength that our ancestors who climbed trees and went in caves had. We don't know about most of the muscles that exist for us. In my training courses, we start by running backwards. We continue by using our toes, something that most people can't even conceive they could do, you know, to walk with the toes, uh, while people who are armless learn how to use their toes. We learn to to get greater sensitivity. For example, you know, when I uh, lifted once a muscular dystrophy patient of mine, and I walked with her up the stairs, and she was so weak that her attendant had to hold her head because... She couldn't hold her head on her own. She trusted me completely, not only because of my physical strength, because she knew I'm not going to fall because I felt with my feet where I'm going. So a lot of sensation is missing for us. And one of the things that we don't sense is that we use one out of 11 muscles that exist for us in life. And so we overuse the muscles that we have, and that leads to incredible tension, in our connective tissue, the connective tissue becomes very, very tight. And that's why we have 200,000 massage therapists in this country alone. And everywhere in the world you see massage therapists in the airports and in in, uh, supermarkets. And massage is a great thing, but the reason why people need it so much is because the connective tissue becomes so hard and there's less and less movement uh, of the joints And basically, in this country alone, you have 90 million people with arthritis or different kinds, which is a result of the fact that we don't feel the body, don't move the body, and allow the body to freeze. And so, of course, we resort to medicine that replaces our joints and give us anti-arthritic medications. And by the way, anybody who wants to know, more people die from anti-arthritic medications than from all illegal drugs put together. So, basically, what we really need is to have a better sense of our breathing, better sense of our body. And I'll give you an example of my work today. I worked on a guy who had 14 cancer surgeries and a lot of chemotherapy because of intestinal cancer. Wonderful guy. And after putting him in the hot tub, uh, I massaged him. But before that, I told him to breathe and feel his abdomen moving, something he never felt as much. And to count 30 deep breaths, feeling the whole abdomen moving, which immediately led to greater activity in his old body and got him to change his color. Now, that sounds like nothing to most audience. You you hear it, you see it in yoga classes, but here's the truth, that if you have a good sense and regularity of internal movement and you combine it with external movement and use muscles that you never used before, all the internal muscles that you have plus muscles that you don't normally use, your life changes completely. The same cancer that can kill you in two years will not kill you for the next 50 years. The same tendency for arthritis will never manifest itself. <clears throat> we have this incredible idea that genes determine our destiny. Genes only determine what we have to work on. Our destiny is determined by us.
1: Oh, my gosh. That, that is so powerful. That is just amazing. So we just have a couple moments until commercial, but I would love to have you share a little bit. What, what can we do as individuals if we're not using all of these muscles? Is that something that's explained in your book? or Yeah, it's, it's
2: definitely written in, my original, written in an older book, which is called The Handbook of Self-Healing, which is only online, but also written in my book Movement for Self-Healing. And uh, in the book, Vision for Life, we put a lot in the glaucoma chapter because I think that people need to have better circulation to prevent the ills of glaucoma. What we should do, instead of going to the gym and killing ourselves and with time getting arthritis from being there, what we should really do is having the mindset that we want to use muscles we never used instead of working too hard with the ones we always did. So running backwards, climbing upstairs backwards, um, breathing to the back. For example, bending forwards, breathing and feeling the back expands when you inhale and shrink when you exhale. Looking at a distance which both relaxes the eyes and the neck because we always look below and from near. Things like this can make a difference. So if people can contact our school, uh, School for Self-Healing, and get different CDs to work with, and more than that, Come to my training course in August and work with me on your body. You'll never be the same.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, this is so fantastic. Oh, I just love this. Oh, man. And, uh, we do have to break for a commercial, Mir. I love this information. I'm just, my my brain is always already thinking, okay, I want to do this. I want to know more about this. I want to do this. It's so exciting. So, But we will well. pop out a moment. Everyone, stay tuned. We will be right
3: back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki. Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's health and wellness channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com.
2: Now, you don't have to stay
3: linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, Blackberry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market.
0: You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I am chatting with Mayor Schneider, just a, a fascinating, amazing man, and he is sharing some great information on our bodies, our vision. He is the author of Vision for Life. And it's fascinating what we are finding out today. Uh, Mir, we were just talking about identifying with our bodies, and you mentioned the fact that we have about 600 muscles, and most people use about 50 of them. Exactly. This this just fascinates me. So I'm excited to hear a little more about that.
2: Yeah, wonderful. So what I wanted to tell you is that um, I work with many people with different problems. For example, people with multiple sclerosis, people with muscular dystrophy. And what I'm discovering again and again is that... um, the secondary problems are worse than the original problems that exist. Which means, let's say that somebody has multiple sclerosis and they lost uh, movement in their calves. Then the next thing is going to happen is the hips can get tight and the hips may have not been damaged by the multiple sclerosis. In fact, I'll give you an example that Um, existed for me. There was one lady who came to me leaning on a cane. And she seemed to have severe problem walking. She could hardly walk more than a few steps. So I tested her and found that her little toe was paralyzed uh, in her right leg. But the rest of her body was pretty functional. So we did stretches. I massaged her. I have a very special neurological massage, and um, as I massaged her, she was able to uh, relax, and the nervous system worked better, but then what happened is, it looked like a miracle, within three sessions, she walked normally without her cane, it took me two more years to get that toe that was paralyzed from the multiple sclerosis, to start and move. But it didn't take more than three sessions to get her mobile. That's the best example I have of secondary problems. Quite often, in addition to the disease that somebody is sick, there's all kinds of secondary problems. Like the person I talked to you about today who has the cancer, and I talked to him, you know, I'm not curing cancer. This is something that the doctors are attempting to do. And in this case, they gave up on it. But what I'm doing is, I'm working on the strength of your body, flexibility and strength, and he's already living beyond his prognosis, and I said, let's just keep doing that. So that's an ongoing thing. We'll see what the results are going to be later, but the promising thing is that if we are aware of all the secondary problems that we have, we can then overcome our our, uh, tendency to be ill. So... That is a very, very important thing. Oh,
1: that's fascinating. That is just amazing. And something else I, I, I see on your website, you state, success is engagement.
2: Absolutely. Share a
1: little bit about that with us. That's, that's you know, I
2: travel the world. I travel the world literally. You know, I, I just was in the eastern part of the United States. I will be in Europe very soon. So I travel the world. And... Uh, The one thing I'm trying to discover is more partnership between doctors and clients. I think it is so important to create that partnership, uh, to be in a place where um, basically if you have a problem, the two of us are working on it, both me with my massage and movement that I do with you, um, but also you with all the information that you get. And the information is also kinesthetic because as I massage you, I may find areas that are very tense that you're not aware of. I may find areas that you hold that you don't know you're holding. I may find tension that you have that you may not know that you have. That is the important thing that may happen between uh, you and me. And so... Once I find them, I I invent exercises that would work for you. And I know more than 5,000 exercises, but every time I meet a person, I need to find something that specifically is right for them. Once uh, we discover the exercise, you do them, and then you come to me with questions. That worked better, that didn't work well, and you start to have more feel for what works with your body. And once you get that feel, then you teach me how to work with you. And then I come back with my innovation and teach you how to work yourself, on yourself even better. So that back and forth leads to real dynamic work. The worst thing is to kind of treat someone, you know. Dentists may do that, you know, with very mechanical work. But I don't do that. And I think too many people resort to mechanical solutions when actually the treatment should be more dynamic. And I can give you a few examples. Oh,
1: I I would love that. I would love that.
2: Okay. So let me give you the example of today and the example that I had during my book tour. Okay. Today... I I would love
1: to hear about your book tour as well.
2: Wonderful. So uh, today, as I told you, I met with this cancer patient, but he also brought me his daughter, who unfortunately had a tumor in her brain. They removed the tumor, and she lost most of the vision in the left... Right eye, sorry. And most of the vision in the left eye, but the left eye sees something. And she's working with two of my trainers, fantastic therapists, in Brazil, but they decided now it's time to send her to me all the way to San Francisco. And uh, that's a big distance, by the way, from Rio de Janeiro to San Francisco. Uh, and so... Uh, what, for example, I did with her is I put her in the hot tub to relax her body, and then I put cold water on her neck to take away the inflammation which is on her neck. And she felt much freer in her neck. I would massage her around her eyes. And then uh, beforehand I took her to the ocean, obstructing, not patching, but obstructing her left eye and playing ball with her with her right eye which hardly sees anything. And she started to look with it. And then she could read big letters with the left eye, which she could not do before. Then we came back to the school and we did the the jacuzzi work and the massage. And then what happened after that is I patched the right eye, but I put a strip of paper to block the area of the left eye that sees and had blinking light in the areas which are blind. After that... Her vision had improved, and she was able to see much more on the chart. This is just our third session, so let's see what's going to happen in the future. But I actually think much of that. So let's talk about the trip. I published Vision for Life because I want to change people's lives. I want you to know that you can improve your eyes and not need glasses. I want you to know that if you have glaucoma, you can actually eventually get rid of it that if you have cataract, uh, maybe you will not need the surgery, and if you did need the surgery, in some cases I myself think that people do, then um, work so the eye will be as functional as possible uh, after uh, lens uh, removal, because it could lead to all kinds of problems, like retinal detachment or cataract and bleeding and many others. So we're working on that. That book, in 226 pages, teaches so many people so many things how to prevent macular degeneration, how to um, overcome uh, retinitis pigmentosa, and how to work with the kids. So I went in a book tour, <clears throat> and within three weeks of that tour, which was in San Francisco, where I am, uh, New York, and uh, then Montreal, and then D.C., and then Sainte-Saint-Marie. Sainte-Saint-Marie wasn't as successful, but the first four cities were. Within three weeks, the book disappeared. The publisher ran out of copies. They're still selling them in the outlets, but they keep ordering more, and the publisher now is a second reprint, except the first time they printed 3,000, the second time they're printing 4,000. But what I hope is to add six more zeros to those things, not for any reason except that I want the world to be changing. So let me talk to you about the case that I had. I had an infant that came to me from Israel. Kiddingly, I can tell you she brought her parents with her. She's seven months old, and they came all the way to New York from Israel, which is pretty far. And the first, she was born with cataract only in her right eye. So they teach them to patch the seeing eye for many hours a day and then to remove the lens, and to put an implant. Well, I tell you something. I taught them to do something different, not to patch for hours and hours at a time, but to only patch in order to have dynamic activity with the eye that has the cataract. So uh, we patched the left eye, and then we patched a part of the right because the right did not move all the way to the side. With stimulation, it's first time in a 7 months that the right eye moved all the way to the side. And then they drove to Montreal. I flew to Montreal from New York, and I had an Airbnb by a lake. And so we, first of all, patched her left eye and had a lot of blinking light in a dark room. So she was interested in what the right eye is seeing because her right eye became lazy, means the brain did not use it because it had cataract. Now it started to use it. So we went to a lake, and in the lake, she was looking at ducks and swans. Oh. So she was interested in the ducks and the swans. And yes. that was good for three days. That's a lot in infant's life. After that, she wasn't interested, but she was interested in dogs. In fact, one dog, a uh, Border Collie, that saw how interested she is, started to perform for her. Jump on a rock, jump down, jump on a rock, jump down, until the owner called him. The next day, she wasn't interested in dogs, but she was interested in other infants and babies. And the next day, she was not interested in any of these, but she was interested in leaves. And when we finished our sessions, she was uh, not interested in anything, but we put her in a dark room and had glowing toys in the dark and went to the light. So what happens is you and I change our interest every 10 years when people are Young adults, that change it every six months or a year. Infants change their interests every day. And the point of adults is to learn to adapt the exercises to the need of the infant. That's what I teach in my children chapter. But I had a wonderful lesson. Uh, her eyes started to team and work together. And unfortunately, her, fa- her father lost his father last year. And he said to me, you're a new grandfather. <laughs> So much change happened in her. It was fantastic, I tell you. I was enjoying that as much as I enjoyed the rest of my book tour with all the dozens of people who came to my lectures, uh, both in English and uh, with French translation. I really, really enjoyed it because I think that my job in life is to help people to wake up to life. Yes, yes.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well... We have just a few moments left until we break. Is there, is there one other l- great little story you'd like to share with us
2: before we oh, go? Oh, quite a few. I had oh, uh, a nice lecture in m- uh, medicine Buddha place near uh, Santa Cruz in the Soquel Mountains. And six, 70 Chinese came, Chinese people from all over the world who are not in China, to study with me. So, um, they learned six-day eye exercise, which, by the way, I will teach in Germany, and I will be this October also in Italy, in, in Spain, and in the Czech Republic, teaching. But uh, the six-day eye class is a powerful class. So what happened is she came home and she learned that her daughter actually has real bad sight in her right eye. Same thing. So she went to the doctor and found there is cataract, and immediately wanted to remove the cataract. Who doesn't, Right. Yes, and then she yes. came to me, and I saw that her vision was 2% of normal vision. So I said, well, probably in her case we have to remove the lens. The mother didn't want to hear of it. So I took her to a top physician, and both of, our, of us tried to, to convince her to remove the lens. The mother wouldn't budge. Instead of uh, working with me for a single session, she worked with triple sessions, four hours. And she paid the, the, the bill for four-hour sessions. We worked and worked and worked. And you know what? Last year, that girl started to see incredibly well. What happened is she has an amazing uh, imagery capacity. When I I patch her left eye, that is the regular seeing eye, and get her to look with the cataract eye at mountains and at the ocean, and I can massage her in a dark room and relax her and ask her to imagine what she saw, she can imagine for an hour and a half, no problem. That imagery made a difference. Also, trampoline work made a difference. When she's patching her left eye and jump, uh, she sees more and more on the chart. This time, I'm suggesting never surgery. She saw 2040, 80% of 2020. Here she starts with 2%. Now she sees 80%. That is amazing. She's now nine years old. We started the process when she was six.
1: That is so amazing. And, Oh, my gosh, what a statement of the healing and what can be done with, with the type of
2: training. Do you know why ants teaching? carry weight is six times their size? Do you know that? No. Because yeah. no one told them they can't do it. Yes. And yes. here you have a cataract, and all the doctors will tell you, take it out or you will not be able to, uh, to see Um, to see through your eye and so the mother didn't accept it and she came to me and decided that I have to fix it I felt like there was an incredible load on my shoulders but you know what was the result that I learned something I did not know before
1: I love it I love it this is so fascinating and just so inspiring we do have to pop out a moment but everyone we will be right back thank you Mir
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I am here with Mary Schneider. Oh, my gosh. The author of Vision for Life. Trainer, healer. He does so much for others around the world. And I would love you to share right off the bat here to get this information out. Please share with the listeners your website information, how they can contact you. And then tell us about the training that you offer that you do for others. Tell us about that, Mir.
2: Wonderful, Paul. So the first thing that I want to say is that... Anyone can look at our website and also look at our YouTube channel. So our website is <clears throat> um, www.self-healing.org. And look under my name, Eir Schneider, M-E-I-R-S-E-H-N-E-I-D-E-R. Uh, I know it sounds, strange in, it sounds strange in English, but it's a nice Hebrew name. It means that who gives light, you know. So Meir Schneider, and it's funny, the infant I told you that I work with, her name is O, which means light. <laughs> that's very uh, nice. That's so anyway, so um, you can uh, call us. You can do our website, www.selfhealing.org, and you can also look at our School for Self-Healing YouTube channel, and you can look at many YouTube parts of me. I suggest uh, Israel Top Ten is a very good one, the Budden TV. And the main thing, what I would really recommend that you do, is call us at 415-665-9574. I know that I'm going to speak to audience in many places of the world, but telephones are not that expensive. If you know about the time difference, <clears throat> giving us a call can make a big difference, especially because on August 12th, I start a training course. And I don't care if you come from Africa, Asia, uh, or Europe, or anywhere. Uh, we even have foreign student program, but that doesn't matter right now. If you can come and participate in our course It could be a life changer. It is 16 days of 10 hours a day where we work on seven different systems. We work on digestion, help you to do massage for better digestion, teach you to do exercises for better digestion, mainly to work the kinesthetic uh, awareness of digestion and to create better peristalsis. I'm all for good food, but you could eat the best food in the world. And yet, if your peristalsis is not, powerful, you won't digest it well. So creating good peristalsis is a priority, more than one thinks. The second thing we teach you is, of course, how to breathe deeply. And we studied the respiratory system, and we studied the incredible, gigantic uh, uh, lungs that we have. I mean, they're so big, you could spread a whole room of lungs because they're so big for us. So we learn how to use our Respiratory system, mainly to breathe through the nose and to breathe slowly, but also special massage for respiration. And it's not a coincidence that our school is right by the beach. Then we learn how to improve blood circulation and how to work well on the heart. And then we learn how to work with the bones and joints. And then in the second part of our class, we learn how to... um, improve our vision, improve our nervous system, and improve our muscular system. So seven very, very important systems we're working with, and those are very important for life. We teach the uh, important things of balanced use, of the fact that we overuse 50 out, out of the 600 muscles that we have, and we hope that somebody who finishes our class can use another hundred of them. We start every class by running backwards, but we also work on uh, movement of the legs sideways, of moving on the vertebrae in different ways. I really think that most spine problems shouldn't even be here. They're a result of poor use of the body. And so our massage regenerates bones, regenerates muscles. Well, I'm very proud of my work with muscular dystrophy. It's in the water and outside the water. It also... Um, helps to improve people with uh, problems with circulation, like high blood pressure, low blood pressure. And that's actually where I think Reiki is very good, because it's calming people very well. And I I was interviewed with you about Reiki, but we don't do Reiki. I send people to people who do that. I myself do very good massage to improve the work of the arteries and veins. We can help varicose veins. We can help uh, people with thrombosis. And so we do all kinds of work, and we definitely um, teach people how to use uh, muscles they did not even know existed for them, even in their 70s, And it makes a huge difference for what they can do for themselves. So I really hope one of these days to create a new form of practitioner. We already have many of them. Many physiotherapists studied my work. A practitioner that believes in optimism. A practitioner that looks always for a way to get the person better. Even if a person is on his deathbed, to teach them uh, to work with them and make them feel more comfortable, but mainly to prolong people's life and to prevent problems from happening. So I'm looking for those kinds of practitioners. I'm looking for those who want to work on themselves, and they become an extremely uh, good inspiration to others to work uh, to work as well. So my training courses is built for the regular person, lay person, but also built for the practitioners. So if somebody, I know, uh, I'll tell you, Paula, that one of my patients in Israel, that I saved her eye both from blindness and from the doctors when they wanted to do unbelievable procedures with her, um, <clears throat> uh, she found that the girl now at the age of six is not relaxed enough to get a massage, so she does with her Reiki, and then she does my massage with her, and then she da- teaches her eye Which she- And that girl who was supposed to be blind is seeing now, which is interesting. So what I want to say is that... Um, this could be a good adjunct to other work. This could be a good thing for people uh, to do, and it's a, a real good intensive, 10, 10 hours a day. We do rest for an hour and a half in the middle of the day, but it's 10 hours a day of work.
1: Oh, and, and this training, oh, my gosh, it is something that would be fantastic for anyone, isn't it? Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. I mean, you just... You just cover so many areas. I love that. I love that. And I, w- I would love to ask also, this is so fantastic, uh, something else, uh, you know, is with all of this physically and all this training, and then do you recommend we also have that connection to the universe as well?
2: Absolutely. I think that um, if you look at us, We're like a small planet within our body. When we inhale, our body expands. At least the upper body does. And in my work, we work with imagery of visualizing that the head expands and other parts of the body expand. And when we exhale, we shrink. Well, look what the universe is doing. There's always expansion and contraction. So I really believe that you, Paula, and I, we don't exist. We are not separate as we think we are. We are a part of the universe, and the universe works through us if we're opening ourselves to it. I mean, it's so nice to be with the elements. I'm hearing people complaining about hot weather when the weather is hot, about cold weather when the weather is cold. And I remember that people in D.C., when I visited them, said they had a bunch of rain before the sunny days that I came uh, to have with them adapt to the rain. Go out to the rain, go with a bathing suit to the rain and work on yourself in the rain. I know that some people in Seattle would not appreciate it because you have much more rain than you like. But truth of the matter is, be a part of nature. And for me, the cold water of San Francisco does not bother me. The heat of Tel Aviv does not bother me. I think it's so important to increase circulation so every single part of us can feel better. And so that's what I teach people. And, you know, when you allow yourself to be a vessel of nature, everything changes. You really cure practically everything that you have. I'll give you an example. Somebody has glaucoma, loses a lot of vision. Why? Because the optic nerve does not get enough circulation and because there is pressure in the eyes. So loosening the neck and loosening the skull reduces the pressure of the eyes. That's a very important thing for people to know. And um, that is what I teach everyone, and that is what's so important, to be one with nature.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. And, you know, you you talk about the Pacific Northwest, and, you know, we get our rain. Personally, I'm never bothered by that. I say, oh, my gosh, what a blessing. Our trees, our beautiful Land. It needs the rain. We need the rain. Cle- Absolutely. So it's how you. And being air- a
2: part of it is so good. I mean, uh, you know, to 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 you know, most people in San Francisco don't bathe in the ocean of San Francisco. And I understand some places are way too cold, like the Arctic or something like this. But mm-hmm. truth of the matter is, it's not that cold. It's moderately cold, and at least bathing in it gives you a sense like you're part of what's around you. And uh, then people complain sometimes about the fog and the wind. Well, it's a wonderful feel, things to feel. So what I'm saying is being a part of nature is important. When I go to Tel Aviv and it's so hot there for so many people, well, I bathe in the ocean, first of all, for about an hour, and then I go and teach my training course when my body cools. And for the rest of the day, my body feels excellent when other people who live there start to feel that the heat is too much for them. So it's taking uh, away, in in ways, getting used to the weather that you have. Even when I was in Quebec, I shoveled snow just with my bathing suit, Uh, not for a long time, but just to be in that snow. And it was so pleasant to be indoors. I mean, the body just got used to the weather, and it wasn't that cold for me.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Oh, you, you know, that's such so I think
2: that we wherever need we to, to where we really them. believe in ourselves. Yes. And people with um, muscular dystrophy can have a slight limp because of their gene or die in the wheelchair. People with multiple sclerosis can get great attacks, or manage it in such a way that the attacks become minimal. And if they're already in the wheelchair and if things are already bad, learn how to use the body that you have. Like I have a patient that when I put her in the pool, after that she can climb upstairs, which she surprised with. And thanks to this work, she's not in a nursing home for the last seven years that her daughter wanted to put her in because she's able to manage. So I teach people. In so many ways to get used to what they have, but also athletes. I teach athletes how to use the body that they have to to their benefit. For example, my friend and student and trainer, Will, um, he um, once palmed. The palming exercise, when you rub your hands and you put your hands around the eye orbits and you visualize if you saw complete darkness, he palmed. For 30 hours in a weekend. And it was in order to nurture the eyes and recover the retina. And then he felt terrible eye pain. And I told him, be physical. So he ran, don't ask me how he did it, 8 minutes a mile. He ran 10 miles in 80 minutes. And he started to develop his periphery, which he had not developed before. So, you know, we can use parts of our body that work well for the parts which are weak because retinitis pigmentosa is a very serious problem of death of the retinal cells. We can change our body in a big way, but what we need to do is be in tune with its capacity.
1: Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Mir. We have about two minutes left to the finish of the show. What last words would you like to share with the listeners today?
2: Well, you know... <clears throat> The nine principles in vision for life, relaxation, adjustment to light, looking at a distance, looking at details, paying attention to the periphery, balance use of the two eyes, balance use within each eye, body and eye coordination, and more blood flow to the eyes, are a result of my observation of what people don't do. They don't relax their eyes. They don't adjust to light. They don't look enough at the distance. They don't uh, use the eyes in a balanced way. They don't use even each eye in as balanced way as possible. And I discovered exercises for them that can make a very big difference. Those exercises are a result of pain that many of my clients had. And one person wrote to me, thank you for teaching me in a short time and giving me in a silver plate the experience of your life. And I was very grateful for that writing because I basically, in a relatively short period of time of 16 days, am teaching people new ways to live life and to really be alive. Because we can live life but not be as alive as we could be. And the purpose of my work is to bring more life to the world.
1: Oh, yeah. that's... that's... Such a powerful message. What you do, I, I am so grateful, and I'm so grateful to have had you on the show today. You are the top at the top of Paula's favorites list. I just, I just love having you on the show. We'll have to do thank you
2: so much, Paula.
1: Show down the road. You're so welcome, and a big hugs, blessings. Love to all my listeners out there. Thank you for being with us. And love and hugs and blessings to you, Mir. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you again for tuning in to For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health.